When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Copyright Podcast with your hosts Mick Moran and Jay Pearson. Welcome back to the Compact Podcast once again. As always, it's Jay, and obviously I've got Mick alongside me. Uh, Mick, how are you doing, pal? You okay? Yeah, not too bad yourself. Still missing me? Missing you loads, lad. Loads. Oh, <laughs> um, have you probably noticed today, uh, we are joined by the man who was between the sticks during our infamous 2001 treble winning season. No, it's not Peggy Arpexad, it's Sander Vesterveld. So, Sander, <laughs> welcome today, mate. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Good <laughs> to be here. And how's, uh, how's life in lockdown for you? Well, I must say um, we're quite lucky, I think, in Holland. Um, if I speak to my uh, Spanish friends or my uh, South African friends, and I'm not sure how, the, how it is in England, but they, it's, it's a definite lockdown there. They can't leave the house and they can't do anything. And here it's uh, literally called an intelligence lockdown, the, the thing we have. And... Um, yeah, we are allowed to do everything we want, uh, except, uh, yeah, just uh, keep it in mind, they say. Uh, take the one and a half meter, but, um, yeah, I, I ride my bike. I go out with the kids, to go to the woods, and, uh, yeah, uh, we stay in as much as possible. But uh, we still have a lot of freedom, so uh, it went okay for six weeks, but uh, the last couple of weeks has been uh, been a bit boring. But, uh, fortunately, I've watched a lot of uh, television uh, the last couple of days. Yeah, we've been watching. Anything interesting? Watching all the footy, footy from uh, 19 years ago, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, it's a, it's a week for the club in terms of the anniversary. So, obviously, it's a majority of what we'll talk about. But um, for our listeners as well, we want to sort of, we, every time we get a guest on, we just try and gather how, how you join the club. Because, obviously, back then, you know, social media wasn't wasn't around and the internet was still in, in the baby internet. So, you couldn't really get much information. So, Obviously, before at Liverpool, you made over 100 appearances for Vitesse Arnhem and you helped them qualify for Europe in 99, which obviously prompted Gerard Ullier to then pay, I think it was a, a British record fee for a goalkeeper at that time. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. Do you remember how, how the move came about and who contacted you? And Yeah, I, definitely, because uh, it was, uh, I don't want to call it funny, but um, Liverpool wanted a new goalkeeper and they made a list and... Um, Apparently, I was in the, in the in the top ten to start, <laughs> so that was good. But um, I think number one was uh, Edwin van der Sar, right? And Julier um, told me that they went out to see van der Sar uh, playing in Amsterdam against Vitesse, my team. And um, at that day, we beat uh, Vitesse with uh, after a long kick. I gave an assist to our striker, and he scored the, the winning goal. 
And um, a couple of weeks after the game, I think uh, it was Van der Sar that says that uh, Liverpool wasn't big enough for him. So wow. he, he joined uh, Juventus. And then, um, yeah, I don't know if I was number two on the list, but at least it was still in the back of the mind that uh, that game. And Oulier and Joe Corrigan and I think Phil Thompson as well, they mm-hmm. came over and watched a couple of games of uh, me and Vitesse. Yeah. And um, I remember clearly that they, after a game against Space for Eindhoven, they uh, joined me in my house. And uh, yeah, the question was, uh, do you want to play for Liverpool? And I said, uh, next question. So uh, yeah, then it all started. So it was. Sometimes you need uh, you need to be a little, a little bit lucky and uh, and be on the right time at the right place. And yeah, that happened uh, for me at that time. Yeah, I should, I, again, I didn't know that. When you look from a fan's perspective, we always look forward to some review going to bring in who's going to go and all that sort of stuff. And I mean, I remember that window being a really busy one because we signed yourself, Diddy Hammond, Schmitzer. Uh, Sammy Ippia, Stefan Arnshaw. So, and all those names yourself made huge impacts on the club. Um, but when you joined and those players were arriving, did you feel like there was something special? Because I assumed you knew uh, Sammy Ippia anyway from, the, from his time in the Dutch league anyway. Yeah, and I, um, it, it was good for me as well. Uh, he spoke Dutch and I knew him. Um, obviously, uh, we had Eric Meyer as well, who joined the club. And... Um, yeah, we. It's it's always easy when you know somebody, so you're not by yourself. And um, yeah, it was just a, my dream. And I know it's in every interview and in every press conference. The new players say it's a, It was it was my club when I was young, when I was when I grew up. But for me, it was it was definitely Liverpool when I was always a kid. And uh, it was a dream. And it was a dream came. My dream came true when I signed for Liverpool. And uh, yeah, right from the very first moment, I know that for the fans, uh, I was unknown. Uh, I wasn't the, the player from Real Madrid or, or, or Bayern Munich. But um, I learned a lot of confidence in myself. And um, they wanted to start a whole new, they were building a new team. Um, I think they bought eight players at that time and they want to switch everything around. And uh, yeah, I was happy to be a part of that. And uh, I think, um, yeah, they they asked me in the beginning when I if I wanted to come because um, they were struggling in defense. They said they were they were conceding too many goals and uh, they want to tighten up the back. And uh, I think after our first year, um, I'm not sure, but I think we had the most clean clean sheets and at least the be- the best defense. So um, yeah, we we were happy after the first year, but uh, that was uh, more or less uh, the beginning. Yeah, and I mean, I was just about to say, you know, I think it was it was about 14, 15, 16 clean sheets you kept, which for, for a debut season as a goalkeeper is incredible. And like you said, you're playing in front of like a, a new back four, if you like. And, you know, it, it couldn't have gone any better from a, from a personal perspective as well. But you made yep. your debut in Sheffield Wednesday. Do you remember much about your debut? No, I don't even remember the game I, or the goal I conceded. I, uh, I just remember we won 2-1. Yeah, uh, it was away from home. But that's it, and um, I haven't seen any um, any highlights either. Yeah, um, so yeah. I remember my first game at, uh, at Anfield the week after. But uh, from Sheffield, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, no, but yeah, like you said before, um, I was happy with my first uh, first year. Obviously, I was young, a uh, young goalkeeper um, that was not experienced in the Premier League and I tried to adapt as quickly as possible and 
it was it was difficult for me as well um, because yeah we um, it would have been easier if we didn't sign some EPR probably because uh, I remember after five games I think the press was like uh, maybe he's a good goalkeeper but we haven't seen anything from him because Sami Hippia from day one and Stefan Henschel they were playing superb and I remember games that I didn't even touch a ball I remember uh, after the away game at Coventry I'm not sure it was the first or the second year but I did uh, an extra training session with the, with the reserves after the game because I, I never touched the ball so um, <laughs> it would have maybe probably been better if, uh, if I ever got more work to do in the beginning to adapt and, uh, but uh, obviously it, it was amazing to um, yeah, to to play behind uh, some UPI and Stefan Henschel, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it was uh, it was quite clear clearly. Uh, I think from from the very first uh, game they played both that they would uh, end up as uh, big players for Liverpool. Absolutely, um, and obviously before we move on to the next season, I've got to ask you about the your first Merseyside derby because obviously it was an eventful one. Um, Steven Gerrard was wide, widely well known, sorry, for kicking the shit out of Kevin Campbell that day. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. But also, you're in a bit of fisticuffs yourself with Franny Jeffries. Um, ah. Bit, bit, bit of nothing, wasn't it? But I tell you what, mate. Oh, if you that's what? That's the way to do it. No, but it was my first derby and uh, it was everything about it. Um, I was, and still am, but uh, if I play... Um, I want to win. I'm, I'm, I play in an aggressive way. I'm an aggressive goalkeeper who, who likes to take risk, but uh, gives everything on the pitch and uh, leaves the leaves the the, the field totally uh, uh, worn down. And 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 that's what happened. And uh, I think it was a score. We were losing one nil. Um, something happened in the uh, happened in the first half. Uh, I had a little. Uh, um, yeah, a little go at uh, at, at Franny, and uh, um, so in the second half, if I known before that uh, I would have got a red card, I probably tried to smack him down as well. But now, I, I, in my in the back of my mind, I was only defending myself. Uh, I had the ball, and he tried to fetch it for me, and uh, he tried to hit me. You can see the pictures as well. He's uh, Having a go at me and I, I'm, I'm just half defending. It was like a, a how do they call it, a handbag fight? I think they call it in, uh, in England, <laughs> which it was. But I never knew I would be. Uh, this is England, and I thought it would be like, hey, yeah, you can play aggressive. And uh, I don't think it was uh, enough to give us both red card. And uh, I was a bit surprised, but very disappointed afterwards. Of of course, uh, yeah, when you get a red card and you lose, you feel. Uh, uh, responsible and uh, yeah, I really felt sorry for the boys and uh, uh, for the fans as well because this is uh, yeah the biggest game uh, for the fans and if you lose in the way we did, then it's not nice to start uh, the first derby. Well, I mean, when you look back at the game, mate, I mean, you weren't at fault for anything. It was more, in fact, to tell you, it was Jamie Carragher was at fault for that. <laughs> to be fair, the way he played everybody on side, so um, yeah, blame yeah, yourself, mate, especially being that late on in the game and. Uh, it's one of the funny things that everything still talk about. It's, it's, it's a funny thing as well because uh, I remember having a press conference. Uh, or, uh, I mean, um, um, I think the, the, the press were all like, uh, well, not criticizing, but it's obviously stupid to have a red card in a fight. 
but I remember that uh, Julier after the game, the day after at Melwood, uh, called me in his office, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to get uh, bollocks!" And um, and right away he says, uh, I, "That was great. Uh, I loved it." Uh, he says, uh, "Use your character, and that's the spirit we need." And that we we were lacking this, and, and now obviously with Carragher and Stevie G as well, uh, uh, it wasn't right because um, we got both we got a red card, but. Uh, he wanted plays like this, and it showed that uh, yeah, it showed courage, and it shows uh, yeah, he wanted to win the game and with passion. And so he, he also, I was like, all right. I expected uh, to be criticized, and uh, ended up uh, being like, oh, walking out of the uh, office, like, uh, oh wow, that was fun. So yeah, that was that was that was also like a fun experience. But that showed enough that uh, that's that's the spirit we want in the game as well. Uh, we needed players that uh, bring that to the game, and uh, yeah, I always try to do that. So, fair play. Um, so, if we move on to the the, the next season, um, we already added Emileski in uh, early on in the match, uh, the back end of the the season before, and we added like some Marcus Babel, Nick Barmy, Gary McAllister to the squad. Um, so. Based on the season you had previously, plus those names being added, did you feel then think right we can really make the chance? challenge for some top prizes um obviously um we we thought we had an okay season uh but we still well we qualified for europe which we didn't in my first year we didn't play in europe um so yeah everything was positive and we felt like uh, we were in a, in, in a lift we were going places and uh, obviously nobody expected to have a season like we did um and we ended up uh doing but um yeah we knew that um yeah we were getting closer to the to the top and getting better every year and with a couple of good signings what we did we 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 knew we were good uh obviously we never know how good you are and uh but yeah and sometimes you have to have a little bit of luck uh, i think in the league we were maybe inconsistent too inconsistent uh typical probably Liverpool or any top club uh, anywhere, like uh, playing well against Man United, beating them twice uh, away and then losing against Bradford at home or games like that. That's what we had. But uh, fortunately for us, we, um, we had a good uh, cup spirit. And in all the cups, we, uh, we, yeah, we, we played in a different way. And um, I compared it with, uh, sometimes with Everton. I had press conferences after the game against Everton and the derbies. Even in Italy and in Spain, where I played derbies, um, I told them as well after the Everton game, if Everton plays like this every week, I don't understand because they they can play like this. So why don't they play like they 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 can be like us? But yeah. for some reason, they could only do that against uh, us in the derby. And sometimes you have teams like this, and uh, we had probably a team that uh, was too inconsistent uh, still to 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 win the league. But uh, again, um, I think in the second year we we ended up third in the league, if I'm correct, fourth or third. Um, we qualified for for the Champions League for the first time in the last day. So um, yeah, I felt we were getting better and better every year, and uh, we felt it in the team as well, and uh, especially all oh, those cups cup uh, runs were unbelievable. Definitely. Yeah, just just obviously we've touched on the players that were signed. Obviously, it was yourself and Hippier, Hornshow, Babel. 
on uh, and Carragher. Is, was that the key to the success? That it was that that back five was just so strong and just you had a good relationship. No, I think that definitely the, uh, the 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 base of the team, uh, the back four, and and uh, the the players that were playing in front of the the back four, that was that was vital for that season. Um, if you have a, a good back four and, and a goalkeeper who, who yeah, who sometimes uh, wins you a couple of points, then uh, you can see that now with Allison. Uh, you need obviously a striker. Uh, you hope to have a, a top scorer of the league. Uh, that will help. But um, a lot of times when in the season with Suarez, for example, and Torres, you had a top striker, but the defense wasn't. We were uh, yeah, conceding too many goals. Um, we had a good defense, and then you can build from there. Uh, you can just. I think the, the biggest thing from that season was um, not only the players we signed, but also the, uh, the difference from the, from, from the first year and the second year was, I think, the whole squad. I think we had a strong squad that, uh, with the rotation system that Julier brought in. Um, I think we had uh, different teams with the same quality. So we could play one week away at Man United on a Sunday and then uh, change uh, maybe four or five players and play the European uh, uh, game on a Tuesday or Wednesday and still uh, come out with the, with the result. And I think that was that was a big thing about that season that we uh, we had a better uh, a better and a bigger squad. Uh, normally, when when you have your your best eleven, if you take one out, the one who comes in is is normally uh, less uh, less good. But um, yeah, we we could change the whole uh, the, the strikers as well. We had Michael and Heskey, and then uh, you could you could put in uh, Robbie Fowler, and uh, we had Nicky Bambi on the side. We had Smitzer as well. Uh, so we had a lot of uh, rot- lead mining came in, so we could rotate a little bit more than the years before. I think that was a big thing. Definitely. And Gary, Gary McAllister. <laughs> yeah. I think oh. that was one of the key. Uh, you, almost, you always need a balance in the team. And yeah. I think in the first year we were inconsistent maybe. Uh, we had good players in some areas and almost all the areas, but... Um, Gary McAllister brought something else. He brought uh, yeah, experience with him. So we had young players, a lot of young players, like uh, the lads of me. I was 24. Some of you are the same, two years older, but Carragher came in, uh, Stevie G, uh, young players. Michael was still young. Um, and then you need a player like, uh, like Gary McAllister. And when he came, I think it all, we all gelled together. And we, obviously, we had great midfielders uh, like Harman. But with Gary... Uh, yeah, he brought something else, and um, he showed that on, on decisive moments, uh, decisive goals, penalties, but also the way uh, slowing down the game, uh, speeding up, and giving the right attitude. So that was, uh, I think, he was vital for us. And uh. um, so, Sandra, if we move a bit forward into the into the season, then we look at the League Cup final against Birmingham. Yeah. Yourself, it's your first. If you should first League Cup. Well, it's your first cup final for Liverpool, and it was the chance for Liverpool to win their first trophy since '95. Um, let's just face it; the, the game could have gone a lot smoother. Obviously, we had last-minute penalties in normal time, and penalty not given for Birmingham in extra time, and it goes to penalties. Yep. As a goalkeeper, what's going through your mind knowing that you could be the to deliver this trophy for Liverpool? Or was well, you- obviously, um, I no, it was it was more like um, I. Uh, I knew that uh, I was like Pepe Reina. Uh, if you if you lo- look at the statistics uh, in Spain of Pepe, uh, 
uh, you could see that he stops more penalties than he concedes, I think. Um, before the, the, the Birmingham game, I've never, and still, I haven't lost a, a penalty series in my whole my, in the whole my career. And that gives you, as a goalkeeper, a lot of confidence. And I, I always have confidence and more in, in penalty shootouts because yeah, you can't do wrong. You can only be the hero if, if you dive five times to the wrong side. Uh, then still they won't blame you. So uh, what can happen? Nothing. You can only be be the hero. So I was really looking forward to the penalty series. And obviously, yeah, I was good in penalties. And um, yeah, th there was a moment that uh, after, like you said, I think it was 10 years, uh, bringing home a trophy and so early in the season, uh, which could have uh, given us and did uh, a lot of confidence and experience in, in, in playing finals. And Although it wasn't uh, the best final we played, um, I'm, I'm not sure if we deserved it either. But um, at the end, you're the one with the cup, yeah. and uh, yeah, I think that was the, the the key moment of that season as well, winning that first one, and then coming back for the FA Cup in the same uh, dressing room, the same stadium, gave gave us the experience, but also the um, the, the confidence that we could uh, go places and uh, and win. Definitely. Even even difficult games. Mm. Yeah, and you, you obviously saved two two of the five spot kicks. In terms of practicing and training, did, did you go above and beyond your usual amount of practicing those type of things when you were going into a final, or was it just business as normal? Yeah, it was a bit sort of business as normal because uh, I don't think you can train a lot on penalty because it's a mental thing and uh, it's, 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 it's a big discussion always and every, every time again that you can train or you, can, you can't train on penalties. Uh, as a goalkeeper, obviously, you've you got your list of players from, uh, from the opponents that uh, maybe the scouting uh, staff, they, they've seen them before, they've seen them take a penalty before. Uh, from the 10 penalties, they maybe kick eight times to the left. or So things like this, uh, little details help. Then you got your own uh, techniques, like uh, maybe you're not standing in the middle of the goal or you're moving just before he, you're trying to get him out of his concentration. Uh, you're trying to move just before he shoots, you, you move to the other side and all these little things you can do. But at the end of the day, um, if you have uh, a cool penalty kicker and he's just uh, with his technique, everybody can, uh, can kick a ball. It all comes down like uh, walking with that ball that's 50 meters to the towards the fans, and especially on that end where the Liverpool fans were, yeah, that uh, you you had to be really cool to uh, to to keep your nerves. And uh, fortunately for us, uh, not everybody could do that. Oh, but you could see on your face, though, mate. The minute you saved Andy Johnson's penalty, you just arms in the air, big smile on your face, and. Uh, you, know, that's, you, you could see how much it meant to me as well. And also as a goalkeeper, like I said, uh, it, this is the, the best and the biggest moments for goalkeepers. Uh, yeah, you, you want to be uh, decisive for the game, uh, for, the, for the team. You want to win uh, uh, games and, and save all the balls, of course. And, and if you can do that in a, in a penalty series like this, after 10 years bringing home a cup, um, it really meant a lot for me. Definitely. Well, it was a busy time for the for the club. We bagged a trophy, which is great. You mentioned before we've done really well in the cups, and a few weeks later we're playing in some really really big UEFA Cup ties. And I just want to go to the first the first sort of big one that we had with the quarters against Roma, uh, just to get a little story and get your opinion on. Because we asked Marcus about it uh, last week, and 
obviously we'll... What did he say? What did he say? Uh, well, we mentioned about the handball in the second leg. Um, so he, said, he said, what handball? Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Well, obviously. <laughs> referee had, had blew his whistle for the penalty, and then he points to the penalty spot, and then he goes to point for a corner. I mean, as a fan watching it, I'm shitting myself going, right, there we go. It's, two, it's going to be 2-2 two, two on aggregate, and then he changes mind. What did you make of it? Yeah, exactly the same. And um, I, it's, it's funny because um, I'm, I'm still working at football, doing loads of stuff, and I come across a lot of ex-players and uh, legends. And um, I'm, I'm good friends with uh, Gianni Gijou, and he actually played uh, a guy from uh, Uruguay, and he played in that game. And uh, we often talk about that game. And um, yeah, it's, I can't say anything else than everybody's seen on television. Uh, he stops the ball with his hand and he points uh, to the penalty spot and then changes his mind. He must have. He said after the game he, he didn't change his mind. But So uh, the first second half of penalty and right, like I said before, with all my confidence I had, uh, I was thinking, wow, that would be a great moment to save it. If you just save a penalty just in a, in, in a couple of minutes before time and then go into the next, uh, next round. So I was thinking about like, okay, yes, go on, I'm going to save this one. And then suddenly he gave uh, a corner. And uh, yeah, that was all, of course. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the 2001, and we can speak for hours about it, and it will come back, I think, 20 times. Um, we, were, we, we were not lacking any luck. Uh, in, uh, we had so many games where it could have been totally different. But for some reason, uh, yeah, if he do, yeah, yeah you, you, you make your own luck as well. That's what they say. So he must have done something right. And um, yeah, we had a, obviously a great result away from home in the world. And uh, at the end, it was enough. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I was never shitting myself during games. I've got a lot of confidence, like I said before. And I, I thought I was going to save that uh, penalty, like I did against Birmingham in the last minute, which I almost touched. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was uh, obviously a big relief when uh, when he suddenly pointed uh, to the corner flag. Yeah, and we were all bloody relieved as well, mate. But obviously, it put us through, and then we were, were in the semis against Barcelona. Uh, decent uh, defensive display. Then we come back to the to Anfield. Worst game of my life. <laughs> was it which one? The first leg or the second leg? The first one. The first one because I keep continuous in all the interviews. I I'm, I'm saying like. I'm so happy that I, uh, I in all the games we, in all the teams I played for, and all the clubs I played for, we play attacking football, which I like. And I never played for a team like Mourinho, with all respect. Uh, if you see the Inter Milan game against uh, Barcelona, uh, where and and obviously in, in many games where he parks the bus, I, I, I don't I don't like to play like this, and I don't want to win like this. But, but this game, um, I don't know if there's 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 any highlights from the game because. I remember from that game is when you have the ball, take as much time as you have, kick the ball as far away as possible, and especially out as close to the corner flag as you can. And Michael didn't even run for the ball. I just kicked the ball and he stopped at the halfway line. And we all like trying to defend, trying to. Uh, and I remember all the Dutch players afterwards, like uh, coming to and like chickens. And, and I was walking off the pitch like this, like, oh. <laughs> But at the end, it was it was sitting in the bus afterwards. It was the result is amazing and the way you do it. And we were so confident that we could finish it off at home uh, at Anfield with the fans. 
that uh, we definitely, even after the game, thought oh, it, we still have a, a big, a massive game to go. But uh, we were really confident and uh, we were really happy with the result. Yeah, and like I said, the the, the second leg was was brilliant in a way. Obviously, Gary Mack had a big week, um, banging in the pen, banging in the free kick against Everton, then he scores oh, the man, yeah. um, against Basel. And then obviously, let's not forget the contribution you made with that save from Rivaldo from forty-five yards. What you think it's no, I thought you, you meant the second half where I kicked over the ball, where I gave everybody a scare. Yeah. <laughs> nobody knew it was it was already offside. I saw the guy with the flag and it, it was offside anyway. So I just wanted to smash the ball as far as possible over the over the stadium, which <laughs> I often did. Sometimes when we had uh, somebody on the floor uh, for an injury and I had to kick the ball out, I used to try to kick it out of the stadium, which I happened to uh, do a couple of times. So. I wanted to kick the ball on, uh, to the cop end, and uh, I totally missed it. But I saw the flag already, so it would have been uh, cancelled <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I think um, if you see the highlights, um, I think it was was the only save I made. Maybe yeah. it was an important one, and uh, yeah, it was a nice one for the goalkeeper. A difficult one because it was swerving, um, so maybe it looked like a little bit like a, like a. Um, like a photo shoot uh, dive uh, sometimes, uh, but uh, it was necessary. And uh, yeah, happy to may have been made. Yeah, well, sometimes a goalkeeper, like I said, you want to be important, and if you if you can um, be decisive with saves and uh, help the team, then uh, it's obviously uh, great. Exactly. So I I watched the highlights that game the other day, and I, and I remember that shot, and I was thinking. It doesn't even look like he's going to shoot though at the time, so it makes it even more impressive because he there's like no backlift, he just strikes it, and yeah. then obviously I was like Jesus, he's had the amount of power he got in it, it was ridiculous, and obviously it makes it even yeah, better. Yeah, and then obviously it just ended up just underneath the, the the crossbar as well, which is unbelievable. If you can see the, from the highlight, if you see the ball, it it, it doesn't even move, it doesn't uh, turn, mm. it just goes straight in the air and, and swerves, but uh, it was a really strange shot. So I could only react at the last second. I couldn't go before position or just tap it over. It was just I had to, yeah, wait for the last second when it was close to me to make the uh, decision to, to to jump or to dive. And fortunately, I got just got a, a finger to it, and it was enough. Was well, mate. Uh, it's I bet it's it's Matt Rainer played in that game as well, and that just a lot of people just forget about that as well because that that Rainer's making his. Uh, his Anfield debut there as well. It's just uh, it's there's so many little things that just fall into place there, mate. But yeah, yeah. Sorry, what was that? Yeah. I didn't hear you. I was just saying, like obviously with the the, the vital save, the Gary Mack penalty, you know, and uh, it it got us to Dortmund, mate. Which you know, it's a, a, a first European final in 15 years, so it was a, it was a fantastic night. Yeah, and obviously, before, yeah, it was, and especially for us as well, because we had all the Dutch players in the in the team of uh, Barcelona, and Louis Fajal, obviously, no, it wasn't Fajal, no, it was Ferret, but the the goalkeeper coach was still there, and uh, obviously all the Dutch players. So it was a special game for me. Uh, everybody in Holland were watching, and uh, yeah, I really wanted to win that game, and uh, yeah, I think we knew before the game as well uh, the the results of the other team. I think all of us played the day before. Yeah, they would do it. Correct. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we didn't know. Um, we didn't say after the game that we we were already we already won the final. But uh, we were really happy uh, getting into the final, of course, and uh, we were very confident as well. Yeah.
but it was just an amazing night and uh, we had so many of them uh, in 2001 uh, even the Porto game I remember and, and the Roma and away and at home so it was uh, Olympiacos I think it was a great game as well and uh, yeah it was just amazing and uh, it was a special year yeah, and obviously before we got to the final in Dortmund we had the small matter of the FA Cup final three days earlier can you tell yeah. us all about that day because it was I was I think I was only 11 at the time so I was really young but I just remember thinking this is fucking crazy yeah. like it was just a mad game wasn't it yeah. <laughs> Just pub drinking shandies at 16, and I think I just needed more. Just riding our luck the entire game. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, even for me as a goalkeeper, it was just it's it's even mad if you if you if you watch it back like today as well. Um, I think yesterday they put some highlights on again. Um, it was just one of those, and I we've been speaking about luck. Um, sometimes you need a bit of luck, and sometimes you need a little bit more than luck. Which I think at that game um, again everything was went for us. And sometimes in games like this, um, for example, if if they miss a penalty or somebody from close range misses a shot, then as the team uh, you feel like, oh wow, okay, I think we are lucky. So that gives you the confidence to 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 lift uh, lift yourself. But I mean, this was just like 85 minutes. We, we 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 couldn't do anything. I think they were battering us, and uh, to be honest, we could have lost, or we should have maybe three or four nil. But at the end, I think one of the only really clear chances they had was the shot that uh, Hensho saved. <laughs> and for the rest, they were all like, "Okay, yeah, I made a save and one on one with Henri. Uh, the other one, they chipped me, but but I came out and." and I always have with my defenders. If I run out of the box, if I come for a cross, I want uh, at least two defenders on the on the line to block the line, which we did all the time. And uh, I came out, and I remember, I think it was Lundberg or Pires, maybe somebody chipped me, and there was some Yipia who headed the ball away. Um, the, the one Henri again, or oh, it was the same one. I think it was a one-on-one as well. That um, yeah, some I think he had three clear. Uh, Clear, clear the ball on the goal lines, but it wasn't like they missed an open, open goal. But uh, they obviously had the better, better chances. We didn't have one. Yeah, probably better from was Hesky straight at uh, Seaman. But uh, I, the, the thing I remember was that um, I remember looking at the clock in the 85th minute, and it was one nil down. And I was like, oh, please come on, that's not bad. One nil, just. Blow your whistle and it's over. We lose one nil. That's no pro. That's that's okay. It's just we should have lost five nil, but one nil is okay. And uh, yeah, the moment when uh, when Rob uh, when uh, when Michael scored and uh, I was looking at the club with a couple of minutes to go, looking at the clock, and again uh, thinking, oh, now it's going to be penalties, and now I can uh, I can have the penalty series again. And uh, suddenly I was like, yeah, here we go. And uh, we yeah, we try to, to 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 just defend the one one, and uh, obviously everybody knows uh, yeah, uh, Paddy Berger got the ball and uh, tried to kick it uh, deep, and from an angle which I think is still impossible to score, Michael just put it in the corner. And I, I've, I wanted to say I've never been happy in my life, but uh, I've, I've been happy in, a, in yeah in, a, in an amazing way a couple of times that season. Also that free kick against Everton from Gary Mack. I remember the, the the explosion of uh, of happiness is just uh, 
yeah, the best feeling ever. And uh, we had that in the FA Cup. The moment Michael scored was just uh, like, yeah. And then again, you walk off the pitch and uh, you didn't want to walk off like this. Like, whew. it was more like, yeah, it doesn't matter how. Uh, I've got the, the hands in the cup. And uh, yeah, we added another time, I think, that season. Oh, mate. And you summed it up perfectly there. And as we said before, you've got the FA Cup final. You've gone through all that emotion of snapping the game, but then you've got to get your head ready because three days later, we're playing in Dortmund against Alaves. And it was arguably the Cup final of all time. But what was going through your mind during that game? Yeah, first of all, first of all, we I think there was a, a a big argument with the Germans after the game after the FA Cup because uh, Julier said and Phil Thompson says, okay, boys, um, we have dinner with the family now in the hotel. We have one glass of champagne, and then it's off to bed. Nobody drinks. There's no party. And the Germans were like, oh, hey, uh, in Germany with Bayern Munich, we won a couple of times. We had the troubles and. But you have to celebrate every final. If you win something, you have to celebrate it. And uh, they say, yeah, well, what happens if you lose or whatever? Then you, you miss the... We have to celebrate. So they really wanted to celebrate. And Uliye says, no, no, no. This is just focus on the, on, the, on the next game. Just make sure we get the next one. And then we'll have a party. Yeah. And whatever <laughs> happened, uh, of course, we had the Oliver's game. We won. And we still didn't have a party because we still had to beat Charlton on a Saturday. So it was the same discussion again. And uh, I remember the Germans after the Alavas games, like, yeah, for sure we can have a party now. And uh, <laughs> friend says, no, 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 Charlton on Saturday. And then you can do whatever you want. And so that was a, that was, that was a funny thing. And then fortunately for us, yeah, we won all the games. So we could at least celebrate after. But yeah. Alavés, um, yeah, I don't know if it's luck because I think we really deserve to win that one. So it wasn't really luck. Um, it was just bad luck, maybe, that we didn't win it uh, so easy because we should have won. We were three-one up. There was no, there was no problem. We were all over them. They were nervous. Um, second half, they get a man. Uh, I think a red card. That we played against ten, even uh, nine men. And uh, yeah, we should have beat them earlier uh, in the game. And they were lucky, I think, to come back uh, within five minutes. They were lucky with two chances and they um, they hit the target and scored twice. Um, yeah, then uh, it was just a, a, a shitty one for me as well. Uh, as a goalkeeper, you obviously, uh, yeah, you want to be involved. And I remember I made a double save in the first half and a one-on-one. -on -one. But that's it. I never touched the ball in the whole game. And uh, I remember coming after the halftime, coming into the game. And uh, yeah, I was not stiff, but I was not feeling 100%. I was just like, yeah, I never got into the game. And then five minutes later, it was already 3-3. So it was a really difficult game for me uh, to perform. And uh, that's not the, 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 the excuse uh, for conceding the last goal, the, four, the fourth goal. But um, yeah, it was just a shit goal and a shit, uh, shit, uh, shit game for me as a goalkeeper. But at the end, again, uh, I was the one with the with the picture with the cup, and uh, that's what uh, that's what uh, was important. And uh, conceding four in a final is is never is never good for a goalkeeper, and especially not in the way I gave the goal away in the last minute from Jordi Cruyff from the corner. But um, at the end, we won, and uh, yeah, I'm the one with the medals and not Jordi Cruyff, so uh, <laughs> I was still happy after. I love that. It was a crazy, it was a crazy, crazy. I think it's, yeah, until 2005, people were still talking about the best final ever. 
and it had everything. Uh, it had a lot of goals. It had red cards, yeah. and um, yeah, it was excite excitement, extra time, a golden goal, which is also funny because I didn't know about the golden goal, ah. and. Uh, Obviously, before the game, they, they told me, but uh, I forgot about it. So, uh, my family was uh, in, in the cop and behind me. And I remember Gary Mack putting the cross in and they headed it uh, in their own goal. And everybody was happy. And I was so happy. I turned around to the fans and to the family. I was looking to the family. I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, oh, this is, we're not going to give this away. And then after a couple of seconds, I turned around and everybody was on the pitch on the other side. And I was like, oh. And then I started running. But, uh, yeah, that was funny. Brilliant. Well, I mean, like you said before about celebrating, you weren't allowed to celebrate after that. But then we go to Charlton, we win 4-0. And Marcus Babbel told us that um, on the drive on the way home from the Charlton game, they stopped off at Tesco and got a load of beer. Yes, because uh, that was the one of the things that Hulier brought into the club, uh, just like uh, Wenger did at Arsenal. Uh, I remember Burkham told me about when Wenger came to France, they told they, they, they couldn't eat sandwiches with the ham and with marmalade, all the and the alcohol. Obviously, when we came, we just had a famous Christmas party before I was there, and uh, it was a big thing in the press. And um, yeah, it was uh, no alcohol allowed after games in the players' lounge uh, at Anfield, and uh, also after after home games when we were in the in the bus and the coach, uh, we were never allowed to have a beer. And of course, the Germans and the English and or the Dutch as well, we like to have a beer after the game when it's possible. Um, and um, yeah, we were never allowed to. And then after the Charlton game, when we finally could, uh, were allowed to celebrate, yeah, that was, I think, the first stop. I think we, we were just a couple of hundred yards outside of the stadium when we saw the, when we spotted the Tesco. And uh, yeah, they were running. I think they, they bought all the beers they had uh, to bring it to the coach. and. Uh, yeah, then we had a big party. So fortunately for us, we won all the all the finals and uh, had a party uh, well deserved. Absolutely, mate. I mean, we all wanted Champions League football at the beginning of that summer, and that was the actual goal. But to come away with the with all the cups, you know, three out of the four trophies available in the Champions League spot. You know, Carragher says it, Istanbul was his best moment as a footballer, but he said yeah. that was his best, and you can understand that completely, can't you? Of course, um, yeah. The, the, the one who was missing was probably the league. But uh, like we said, we were we were building a team. Uh, first year, best defense, uh, ended up fourth. I think that season we were third or second, third. But the first time in the history that we qualified for the Champions League. So it was just, uh, yeah, we were getting on the ladder to the top, and we were getting better and better. And obviously, um, yeah, that season winning all those cups, the treble, treble. It's 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 not the same as the Champions League because Champions League is a, is a bigger cup, but it's uh, it's also for me as a goalkeeper. It's uh, I say it all the time, like uh, it's it's not easy. But if you win a Champions League at the club, uh, everybody will say, "Oh, it's great, you're a legend." But still, uh, it happened six times before, mm -hmm. so um, it, nobody ever had five uh, trophies in, in in one season, yeah. uh, in one calendar year, and the treble. Uh, so that's what really, that's yeah, the proudest moment of myself at Liverpool and uh, looking back is that uh, I was able to uh, to write history with that team. And uh, of, of course, yeah, you can win trophies, you can win leagues, but uh, yeah, the, winning the treble and, and five trophies in one calendar year is just uh, amazing. That's it, that's it, Sam. Not many goalkeepers can say that they've done that, not many players can say they've done that. Um, 
Well, what, I think that brings us nicely, um, and like you know, we said before, we don't want to talk about negative stuff, but it's a story that's always bugged me, and I've always wanted to ask you about it, you know, for the, for, for years. No, I never had an affair with Julia's missus. <laughs> I can I well the good thing is I can laugh about it now. Well but, um, the thing and I think you know for us we look at the twenty seventh of August two thousand and one, you you've just won five trophies in the calendar year. You 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 make a mistake against Bolton, which, you know, nobody's perfect. Every goalkeeper it will will do a mistake. Allison's done it. Loris Carrius has done it. And, most and I, the, the important thing is as well. I lose one point. Yeah, exactly. I didn't lose the game. We were not winning the game, or whatever. I lost one point. But yeah, I can I can finish the story. And uh, I, I after the Bolton game, I I knew there were rumors about uh, getting in a new goalkeeper. And the story is that Julier told me that they are going to bring in a new goalkeeper. The only thing I don't know is if I'm going to bring a, a goalkeeper of your age or older, uh, so you can fight, uh, so you can, you can uh, lift yourself up uh, both to, uh, to a high level, or I bring in a young goalkeeper that you are the number one, and then the young goalkeeper is for the future. That's the thing he told me. Uh, he told me in, in Austria in the preseason, like, you are my number one. I think you can be the one, uh, one of the three best goalkeepers in the world in the future. And so he was all positive. So I, I just played my best game I played for Liverpool in the charity shield against Man United, where I won the Man of the Match award. And finally, after more than 100 games for Liverpool, uh, Mark Lawrence was positive about me <laughs> after the game. And even him and Alan Hansen said, uh, well, I think uh, finally uh, we have a goalkeeper for the future. And he looks the part. And uh, yeah, I just won five prizes, uh, five trophies. And uh, like I said before, um, I was young when I came, 24. I tried to adapt quickly. Of course, I made mistakes, but I had, I still had the feeling that I was getting better and better all the time, and uh, I was I was good enough to uh, to to uh, proceed. And um, it was it was so hard at four o'clock in the afternoon when they bought uh, Kirkland. Um, I was with the national team, and I remember Overmars, Mark Overmars from Arsenal, uh, came to me and says, "Hey, yeah, look, they bought the young kid, so uh, you 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 should smile. You should be okay, and it's not." And then a couple of hours later, they bought Dudek. Obviously, after I, I heard, I found out it was a mistake of the club. Um, they wanted Dudek in the beginning. They couldn't finalize the deal. They went for Kirkland. And then they pulled out of the Dudek deal. And I saw the fax from Feyenoord uh, where they said that Liverpool was pulling out. But um, they still have to take him because they had an agreement. So at the end, they had to take them both. Uh, it was just... Uh, uh, talking about luck and bad luck, I think the Bolton mistake was just uh, bad luck for me. So they had a stick to hit me, um, but it was just, uh, yeah, it 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 still hurts me uh, until now, and it 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 hurt me for years after, and I couldn't be positive about Liverpool or or, or anything around Liverpool, and I didn't want uh, Liverpool to 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 lose never, because it's still my club. I supported as a little uh, boy. But it hurt so much that I, uh, I sometimes wanted to. Uh, yeah, the, the older games of Liverpool ended 5-4 with four goalkeeper mistakes. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it was just one of those that um, I was okay if they would have bought one goalkeeper and I could fight for my place. And then uh, I, I still had confidence enough that 
uh, I would fight my, uh, I would uh, get my place back. If you have a goalkeeper who's not performing, or you're not happy with a goalkeeper, get another one, put them on the bench, like they did with Mignolet, with Karius. But they always have a chance to fight back. Dudek, they, um, uh, he was uh, put on the bench as well, and Kurgan came, and then Dudek came back again. So I never had the chance, and that's the, the thing that hurt me the most, that I, I was just out, and uh, uh, I never had a chance to, uh, yeah, to fight back. And, uh, but then again, after a couple of years, which I really wasn't happy with Hullier, um, I think it was my wife that says, uh, you should be happy that, uh, yeah, Hullier was the one that signed you and gave you the opportunity to play more than 100 games for Liverpool. So, yeah, at the end, uh, yeah, what can you say? Um, I'm happy and uh, disappointed, but uh, I'm, uh, st I'm still happy that I was a part of, of Liverpool's history and uh, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, 100%, mate. And you, you certainly didn't deserve for two goalkeepers to come in and push out, considering what you've done for the club the previous season as well. And obviously, yeah. so... What wasn't fair, but I'm telling you right now, Sander, for the, you know, on behalf of Liverpool fans, you, you're not remembered for that. You are remembered for everything that you did in that, in that season and in the calendar year, mate. So, you know, there's, there's no negativity from us on your part. So no, but that's, uh, well, I want to add that add, add as well. I play Liverpool games and Legends games and I come over uh, like a more, around maybe 10 times in a season. And I must say that from, from, from the very first day uh, after I left, the first day I came back to Liverpool, the fans have been absolutely amazing, and everybody I speak to uh, is positive, and uh, yeah, that, that obviously helped me a lot in uh, yeah, in, in yeah, getting this uh, the the black how do you guess the the black part of my uh, my career, um, I turn it around in in something positive. That uh, yeah, like I said, sometimes you just uh, you can't control the uncontrollables, and uh, there was something out of my hands and. Uh, like I said, it, it, it really uh, gives a lot of energy to me that the fans are so positive every time I'm back. And uh, yeah, it's great to see us uh, still as a, if I play le Legends games at Anfield, uh, the reception I get is uh, just amazing. It's well deserved, mate. So thank you as well, all well, the fans. It's well deserved. You, you gave us some fantastic memories, so it's the least we can do for you. <laughs> Cheers. Well, one final yeah. question. And uh, Mick, it's, uh, it's Mick's favourite question he likes to ask people in it. Go on, mate. <laughs> Yeah, I usually I forgot to tell you at the, at the beginning of the the show, Sander. We do a we do a, a ultimate five side team. So you've got to pick your ultimate five side team that you played with. Five side team. How can I play five players? How can I pick five players? <laughs> no, but this uh, I I just got an, a mail of Liverpool uh, of an LFC TV um, who are asking me for next week the same questions. And I I'm, I'm really struggling because. I was fortunate um, to play amongst uh, yeah, big stars uh, in, 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 diff in different competitions and uh, different teams. And I, I played with Makai, European top scorer in, in, in 2002 or three. I played with Ruud van Nistelrooy, uh, Patrick Kluivert, at Bergkamp with the national team. Uh, and then I played with all the Liverpool stars. So how can I pick uh, five of those? Uh, if I pick Michael Owen and Robbie Fowler will be pissed off. <laughs> if I pick Rob, it's the same or the other way around. If I pick a midfielder, Stevie G, then uh, Maka will be. Uh, so yeah. it's 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 almost impossible. I the only thing is maybe the the the, the back four is like uh, yeah. If I pick Carrico on a, on the right back, my friend Marcus Bubble will uh, will kill me. And uh, I love him as well a bit. 
Well, well he, I think the, the only two I'm 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 hundred percent sure of is maybe uh, I, do I have to pick one I played with or just the favorite Liverpool team of all time or it's it's your choice it's your far side just well, like then Virgil van Dijk play together with some EPI in the, in the center. There you go. That's yes, yes, the only thing I. By the way, just to let you know that. Sorry, Marcus didn't pick me. He picked Oliver Kahn. Oh, so you can pick everybody. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I can't put myself in the team, so I have to put in. Uh... Oh, the other day there was a list of goalkeepers at Liverpool as well, and then there's a big story. Yeah, yeah, Hobala, Ray Clemens, uh, yeah, uh, Reina, Dudek. It's impossible to choose. Well, I'll tell you what, you in so... goal, and then. No, goal. I put Van der Sar in goal then, probably. I don't want to put Peter Smeichel in goal because he's for Man United. So yeah. I put Van der Sar in goal, although he didn't want to play for Liverpool. But uh, he, it was one of his big mistakes. He went to Juventus and uh, that's karma. He got kicked out as well after a couple of years. He should have come to Liverpool. But um, that's one. Then I have... Uh, yeah, some EPR, Virgil van Dijk. There must be in the defence. So yeah. we have three. Uh, do I need to pick two strikers or a midfield and a striker? Mm-hmm. I put Stevie G, of yeah, right. course, 100% Stevie G. Um, and then as a striker, um, I'm, I'm not sure if that goes well. No, not Van Ristel. No, no, not good. So um, that will probably be. Uh, we have a full Liverpool team as well, maybe an all time Liverpool team, like Michael and Robbie together. Is that okay? That's absolutely fine. It's your team. All right. It's your team. Van der Sar, he's really lucky to play in a five-a-side team like that. But uh, I'll, give him, uh, I'll give him the credits because I was uh, behind him for five years and uh, it's never easy to sit on the bench. I know that for sure, uh, as for my experience. But to sit behind uh, one of the best goalkeepers in the world makes it a little bit easier. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, put him in the team. Perfect five-a-side team, mate. It's definitely better than Bolo's endings team anyway. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in his team either, was I? No, he wasn't picked in his yeah. team either, mate. I'm the one with the trophies anyway. So, well, uh, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. where did you keep your five medals anyway? Are they in a special place? Yeah, no, no, I just uh, got them. Um, um, I was just going to all my old stuff, as you do in the corona time now. Uh, you've got time for everything. And, um, yeah, we just uh, opened boxes uh, I never knew I had. And I found all the medals uh, and uh, I put them there. They're still in the in the basement, but I still need uh, to find a special place. I don't like to hang them up and put them on the walls and uh, show pictures of myself. Uh, they're in a, in a good spot and I'll uh, I'll keep them close to my heart. Brilliant. Just going to ask you a quick one, Sam, before you go. What, what do you make yeah. of the current season? What's going on? Obviously, you're... Two fellow countrymen, Jeannie Van Alden and Virgil Van Dijk, are star players for us. What you, what have you, what have you made of obviously this season? How good Liverpool have been? No, it's uh, they, they should have won the league uh, last year, of course, and uh, they were amazing last year. And um, we talked before about the balance in the team that we didn't have in the last ten years. I think it was always a good one. We had a good defender, a good goalkeeper, a good striker, but never all to everybody together. And like the last couple of years, and especially when Klopp came. Um, I put on Twitter, like, this is the best signing in 10 years. I knew how good he was. And, um, yeah, it, it, it took him a couple of years. But uh, if you see his work now, it's just uh, unbelievable. And uh, it's not only the results, but also the way we play. It's just uh, unbelievable to watch. And, 
yeah, 20 point, uh, 25 points uh, <laughs> from the number two is just unbelievable. And uh, like I said last year, Man City was amazing. Otherwise, we should have won it last year. But this year, yeah, uh, hopefully they can finish the season and we win it. But uh, yeah, this this could be, uh, I think, the last two years, maybe the last two teams, uh, yeah, maybe the best team uh, ever in the history of Liverpool. Definitely, mate. Well, fingers crossed we get our hands on that trophy as soon as possible. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Well, Santa, listen, we, I, I could sit here all night and talk to you, buddy. I really could. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, it's been really good, mate. And um, like I said, you know, next up, we'd love to get you back on. Maybe try and, once this is all over, mate, we'll have a, a sit-down, face-to-face conversation, eh, once uh, Liverpool won the league as well. Oh, no, definitely. I'm over a lot, so, uh, yeah, for sure. Pleasure, mate. Well, listen, thanks very much for joining us, Sandy. We really appreciate it. And uh, all the best to you and the family. Uh, stay safe. Thank you, you too. Can't wait to hear you. All back. the best with the programme. Cheers, buddy. All the best, Cheers. mate. All right. Thank Take you. care. Sports Social Podcast Network.